Welcome back to Total to Yeah, am I lagging? I just want to make sure I'm not lagging. If I'm lagging, I need to know. You're, you're lagging, bud, but that's okay. We'll get it. We'll get it situated. Welcome back to Total Titles. I'm your host, Nino Brown, a.k.a. DDP. And you're watching the 15th episode of P2P, Pop to the Playoffs. Got my co-host at the bottom here, Jared Gray, a.k.a. Boomer. How are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm phenomenal. I'm glad to be here. We got some uh, we got some big dog, big guests tonight. I love that these guys are on. Uh, at the bottom of the screen, we got Jeremy uh, at Pope's FFH. How we doing, Jeremy? You know, I am doing. It's a Friday night. You know, we just my team did manage <laughs> to knock off the Super Bowl champions in very commanding fashion. Should have been a bigger blowout. You know, left some points out there, but you know, this <laughs> makes good for a victory Friday. So I'm doing swell. Well, I, not not everybody is uh, in that boat. I can say that I'm not n- no uh, fan either way. But it, you know, with the Patriots in the back, you know the deal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and on yeah, top you of the ru- screen, you, ru- you ruled my life for like 20 years. So let me have my time. All right. Oh, that absolutely. Give me a I know year the deal. Or two, all right. Uh, it's probably going to be more than a year or two, but I'm prepared. <laughs> uh, at the top of the screen, we got uh, Matt at Devi to Dynasty FR. How are we doing tonight? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I would be doing a little bit better if Malik Cunningham was getting it done for me <laughs> uh, in my fantasy lineups, but uh, looks like another rough week. So I know yeah. we were we spoke a little bit uh, off air, and I don't know what's up with Malik. I feel like uh, it's a totally different guy. He, he doesn't even look like he's that mobile that mobile QB like he was last year. It's a little crazy. Yeah, I don't know, but. I drafted him in a couple leagues, and I would love for him to turn it around. So, but I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, appreciate you coming on, man. Here's my my brother from another mother, George. Always giving me slack on my Patriots because he's a Dolphins fan. What's going on, Georgie? Man, the FC East is up. Yeah, you know. All right, so let's uh, after last week's crazy week, let's dive into week two and talk about some uh, some key matchups in uh, top twenty five AP and, and get it rolling. Um. Right off the rip, we got. I'm gonna start from the bottom, work our way up. We got twenty number twenty five Houston versus Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech is actually the favorite in this game, minus three over on the sixty three. Can can Clayton Tune turn it around and get this going right? I mean, they barely squeaked it out last week. Two point overtime victory. Is Nathaniel Dell top wide receiver in college football? Now on on the Raiders side, Texas Tech. Who is the quarterback? Is it Donovan Smith? Is it Veron Morton? And and Sir Roderick Thompson lead the Red Raiders to a W. Guys, what do you think? Jared, give me a little thoughts first before we throw it to the guests. I, you know how it is. I think that they give the three points just to the home dog. Like, and otherwise, it's a pick them. And I can understand why it's a pick them. It's almost like a robbery game. But I'll be honest with you, I don't know what you're going to get out of Texas Tech, but I never do. So it's supposed to be a little windy. So if, if, if it's windy, I'm going to give it to Texas Tech. Okay. All right. I mean, Houston, they were, they didn't look like themselves last week. Hey, Jerry, they, lost me, they lost me money. Yeah, Bang. I know. Jerry, what do you think about Clayton Toon? You think he can get it going? I love it, dude. I mean, I just need him to nut up. It's time, it's time to step <laughs> up, boy. Like you had your, you had your layup game and you didn't lay up. So time, time to nut up or shut up. 200 yards wasn't good enough. Oh, no, he, I mean, no, I got to throw 350 <laughs> in, no. in double overtime. 
they should have smashed that game. If he, the way he played at the end of the season last year, I was expecting way more out of Tune. Matt, what are your, what are your thoughts on uh, Tune this year? You think he can uh, turn it around and, and get it going in the right direction, week two? Um, you know he's got some good weapons in Dell and the freshman Matthew Golden, and uh, you know, like like you said, we've seen him play well before. So hopefully he can turn it around. Um, I think. You know, when you're talking C2C leagues, I think he can be a good college-producing quarterback uh, at the very least. And, you know, we'll see. So, How do we feel about uh, Dell? Is he a top wide receiver in college football? I think he's pretty underrated, you know, playing at a small school. I think, you know, he's going to be somebody that when we're talking about NFL prospects for the 23 class, he's actually going to probably end up being in the conversation as an NFL guy. So, um, yeah, two touchdowns last week. He's a good asset to have, and you probably get him for cheaper than some of the bigger names. So, I don't mind that. Yeah, I think Dell's you your, Del's your prototypical college receiver. You know, he's going to be that guy that he's a little bit undersized. He's quick. He kind of gets open based on just the raw athletic ability that he has. And I think, I think when it comes to the NFL, I think he'll get that conversation. I think he's going to be – that you know, I mean, he's kind of built like that Wandell Robinson kind of style. He's a little bit smaller, but he's got some speed. He's got some shiftiness to him. So, I I don't think he's going to be. I mean, he's a top college receiver. I would say, like you said, Matt, in like the campus Canton leagues, he's going to get you that production. When it comes mm-hmm. to the twenty three class, I have him pretty low, um, at least at the moment. Obviously, that's going to change over the course of the year and other players and. Like right now, Kayshawn Boutte, who, you know, he might just Booty. fall off the face Yikes. of the earth. I, he doesn't even deserve it. No, he doesn't even know. He, you, like, quit halfway through the game. Th- so I quit thank halfway you. through his name. So Thank you. Thank you. But, I mean, you know, that, that, we'll talk that about pass, that right? That, that's a whole different whole different. Real quick, though, but, that pass from Daniels in the end zone that he didn't put his hands up, that was on the money. You don't get a better pass, correct? I, I don't I just, LSU is just, they just, <laughs> Joe Burrow left, and they're just like, nah. Football, what's that? <laughs> Let's play rugby. I love it. I love it. All right, can the anybody? What do we got on on, on Texas Tech? Can, can Sir Roderick Thompson get it going? Like he was, he had a lot of hype about him last year, and, and I don't know. What do you What are your thoughts on him? That much, Jared? <laughs> you're on. You're on mute, buddy. I can't hear you. Yeah, I'm just letting him talk. Uh, I'm not a fan, so right. let the, let Bowman play. All right. I'm done. Yeah, three All Texas right. Tech is just kind of. Yeah, there's actually two guys in that backfield, right? I mean, you yeah. got him and then uh, Taj Brooks, right? Who who might actually be the better running back? So yeah, that which is crazy because there was a lot of hype about Thompson coming in, and he's like kind of fading away. <laughs> and they got to win this game because NC State ain't no joke. Next no. week, so. All right, Jared, take it away to the return of the man. All right, so Wake Forest, you know I'm a big Sam Hartman fan. Uh, went through injury, kept it really underneath, wraps. We get him back. They're a 12-and-a-half-point favorite versus Vanderbilt, which is a little crazy to me. A.T. Perry, I know you you a huge fan of A.T. Perry, so there's that. We expect Donovan Green going forward. Uh, his presence known in week one. Can Mike White and Will Shepard keep, keep it rolling? Is Shepard the real deal? That's what I really want to know. Is Shepard the real deal? I'm telling you right now, 
Perry and Green going to fall out. Hey, give me that 12 and a half with Hartman coming back. It's like, it's not obviously not a revenge game, but I think Hartman's got, got something in him. He's got to prove something this week. So, hey, yeah. it's all about beating the SEC anyway, right? So, right. so it was, it was they a, had 40 some points on, uh, on Hawaii last week. So, it was a blood clot, correct? Is that what the injury was to Hartman? Blood yeah. clot? Yeah. Yeah. And he was out indefinitely, but now all of a sudden he only missed one week. So, cleared by the doctors. Best case scenario. Yeah. I think. Um, yeah. I'm a fan. So, yeah. In terms of, you know, what can we expect from Donovan Green? I think this is a high scoring offense. It's going to put up more than enough points to support two wide receivers. Um, I mean, it did last year uh, with with Perry and Robertson. And Donovan Green was actually – I mean, there was all this hype. He was going to be the guy last year. And then he tore his ACL and kind of opened the door for guys like Perry to step up. So, yeah, I think they're both going to be productive this year. And it's going to be fireworks. I mean, Vanderbilt, too, they've been – lighten it up the first couple of weeks and Wake Forest isn't exactly known for their defense. So, <laughs> you know, that 65 and a half over under, it's going to, it's going to be fireworks in that game. Oh, yeah. It should be fun to watch. That's uh, definitely a, a good one for offense. I mean, can, can Mike White and Shepard keep it going? I mean, he's been balling out these last two weeks. Jeremy, what are you, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, I think this game, I think Vanderbilt will cover the spread. I do think that Vanderbilt has enough to kind of, hold in there with Wake Forest and especially Sam Hartman coming back like I mean he's a good quarterback he proved it in the past it's just kind of like okay you're coming off of this blood clot injury exactly what was it what was the extent of what you had to do how much have you been on the field what's your game conditioning etc so like yeah it's exciting it's this it's that and like we've mentioned A.T. Perry and the other guys there with all the playmaking abilities but it's like where's that offense going to be we just saw it even like NFL level you know you just everybody watched the Rams you know like they just kind of fell apart and they were a team that had all these weapons that were like, Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So comparing <laughs> that to, you know, the, the NCAA level, like it's kind of like, okay, like where's this offense exactly going to be? Are they going to be in, in tune and on tune? So I, that's where I can see Vanderbilt kind of making that push and kind of, I, I do think that they hit that over. I, I would even say they're going to be real close on that Vegas number, that over and under there. Hey, I mean, they looked good against Hawaii. They didn't really look that good against Elon, bro. Like, I'm sorry. 42 no. to 31. No, bro. Wake Forest much better than Elon. So I just question how, how much in game shape um, Sam's going to be. You know what I mean? It's and, been a couple and, weeks. And that's the thing is, is that's where it's at. I mean, it's not like it sounds saying like the quarterback doesn't have to be athletic because they do. I'm not saying that. But like <laughs> if anybody, you know what I mean, being kind of out of game shape, it's just going to depend on where's his processing, his timing, stuff like that. If he's a little exactly. bit behind, something like that. But I mean, it's going to be interesting to see. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I, that's yeah. one of one of the funner games of the weekend, to be honest with you. Yeah, I so, feel like it's going to be closer than people think too. I think they cover that twelve and a half. So what on the other side? What happens if Vandy squeaks it out and somehow gets a dub? Did they get? Uh-huh. Did they, they crack into the rankings? That'd be three and zero with a hot start. Uh, I could tell you, Wake Forest is out. <laughs> well, yeah, I I, I would agree hundred percent. But <laughs> you think they crack in? You think they can make the, at least twenty five? They pr- they'd have to put them at twenty five. Or, you know, twenty fifteen, which would be three, crazy. Yeah, three. And I mean, it's a hot start if they win this one, but 
it's going to come crashing down to earth when they get to SEC competition. Yeah. I mean, even this question like, can, can Mike Wright and Will Shepard keep it going? I think this week they probably can because Wake Forest, I mean, like most of the ACC, they can't stop a nosebleed on defense. So um, I think they can probably keep it rolling with some good numbers this week. Um, but once it gets to some stiffer competition, I'm skeptical. So we'll see. It's going to be, uh, like you said, it's going to be a good game. We're going to uh, move on over to number 22, Ole Miss versus Central Arkansas. This one's off the board, obviously. Um, but last week, Zach Evans said, hi, I'm here. I'm in a new team, and I'm ready to ball out. He went for 20 carries, 130 yards. Is he a top three running back in college football? And can Jackson Dart get off to a smooth start? Because last week was rough. That first quarter was terrible for him. Uh, on the other side, will the Bears rely on Darius Hale or can quarterback Will McClavin be the leader on offense? Dar, what are your thoughts before he's passed off to the guests? Well, it's Central Arkansas. Let's just throw that out there. They're going to blow the doors off them. But Evans is not a top three back in the league yet. Uh, um, not not a thing. Not, I don't even have him top five. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm a, you know I'm an Evans guy, but he's not a top five running back in the league. Um just, oh, not top five? That. He's not top no. five? Wow. As we go through this list, I'll give you five guys. So and and Okay. <laughs> and I'll just keep doing this. <laughs> All right. And but he's not he's not top five for me. So what do we think about Jackson Dart? Think he's, he's not actually out? he's not starting this week, is he? Real is he hurt? Didn't they say um the other guy? Um I'm having a brain fart on his name. They were Luke, giving him the Luke week Altamire? to start. Yeah. Go? I oh, thought they said it was, a, it was an open competition still. They gave Dart the week one start. They gave Altmire the week two start. I mean, you might as well give Altmire the, the – I mean, it's going to be a blowout anyway. I, so. I agree with you. So, I mean, I would have liked to have seen Dart yeah. be in there and get some confidence against, you know, a cake matchup like this. But I heard that they're giving Altmire the start. I don't know if that's – factual but so Google that right now. yeah get, get jeremy's on that right now but if, if that's the case and ultimately blows door like blows the doors off and goes for like 350 and three to four touchdowns does that not just stir up the qb controversy even more over there i mean this has been going since the spring game because yeah. yeah, it, it says luke altmeyer will be the starter yeah, i just I looked it up say, yeah Wow, breaking it. That, yeah, in the spring start. game, Altmaier outplayed him. And they yeah. said Dart yeah. was trying to force it, trying to win the job with every throw. He looked bad in the spring game. So, you know, and then he looked bad in week one. I, wherever I've got him, I'm nervous. Hey, that's two USC quarterbacks that's transferred that really didn't look that good week one. I was because... just going to say that. Slovis sucked too. <laughs> I mean, I could have told you that one. Yeah. Um... They're both J- outhouse J- candidates. JT Daniels looked okay, though. JT. Yeah. Running. It was fast running. <laughs> I want to see what Trigg does this week. Yeah. Because there's like been a lot of offseason hype about Trigg. I mean, I think he had three touchdowns in the spring game. Most people have him up as like a top three, top three tight top end three. right now yep. in the Debbie landscape. And, you know, he made – one really nice catch last week, but the box score left you wanting more. So, you know, we'll see. Maybe even with a different quarterback, maybe they've got more chemistry. I don't know. Um, it's also a cake matchup. So I'd like to see Trigg get it going this week. I agree with you 100%. All 
All right, Jared, roll on over to your boy in Wisconsin. I'm still just. All right, well. Zach Evans not being a top three in his class. Oh, I get. Jeremy, get him. Get him. Let me hear. Yeah, you know, because I'm going to come firing in a second. Yeah. He ain't even top three running back in the SEC, so there's that. Oh, my, Atlanta. <laughs> All right. You see what I deal with, Jeremy? You see? <laughs> hey, as, hey, as a as definitely a top three running back, my guy Braylon Allen continues to dominate the running back position, 140 yards, two touchdowns, had 170, so I don't know what happened there. But uh, Washington State's 1-8 versus Big Ten teams. Uh, can they flip the script Saturday? Very possible. Um, can Graham Mertz stack another good quarterback performance? He did look pretty decent week one. Uh, it's been a while since the Badgers had a doggy quarterback. Now, that's that's for dang sure. Uh, but Braylon Allen is without a doubt a top three running back. And I don't think anybody can debate that. That, that oh, was yeah. his first half stats, by the way. Yeah. He had oh, a 91-yard yeah, I mean, run off the rip. So yeah. <laughs> He's without a doubt a top three back. And Bijan and Trayvon, Travion Harrison right there with him. So right. Zach Evans is not a top three running back. Oh, we're, we're, I thought we were talking in his class. Oh, I mean, that's possible, yeah. Yeah, in that's where I got yeah, confused. I'm... I thought, because that's what it says. That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I, the way I read it. I thought, if we're talking college football, then yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Because you got Bijan, you got Gibbs, you got. Braylon Allen, you got you got a lot of guys ahead of him. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are going to be coming out this year, so. 100%. 100%. It's a stacked running back class this year for sure. And next year. Yeah. As far as Braylon Allen goes, I'm a huge fan. I mean, you know, I'm a film guy at heart, and every time I watch him run, he's just he's just a man among boys. Like last year he came in, he's like barely 18 years old, and he's already a man among boys. He's just breaking tackles and – he reminds He's me of fun like, to watch run. He reminds me like of a mix of like Derrick Henry meets Jonathan Taylor. You know, he's that big, lengthy type runner, but like he has Adrian the, Peterson. Yeah, he yeah Adrian Peterson's probably a good, really good comp kind of like just this. Which is big, crazy, right? I mean, yeah, so. I, I'm not saying he's going to be that good, but like that style, you know, he just he's smooth. He just breaks tackles. He's but he's got great pad tall, level too. Lengthy, exactly, great pad level. He gets it down like it's. He's really good for his age too. I can only imagine by the time what, he's, he's nineteen eligible. right now, right? Yeah, he's eligible just turned in twenty-five class, so I, right? I think um, that's where he's at. Imagine he's if he had a good quarterback like they. He's a sophomore, yeah. right? No, I, don't, I think right. Or, yep. Yeah, so he's yeah, he's a sophomore. He's a true freshman last year. Yeah, not twenty-five. Yeah, so, yeah. One more, yeah, one more so, year after so, this. So, that's I would like to. Uh, this is the only nitpick about him. I'd like to see him get involved in the passing game. You know, especially for his NFL prospect, you know, speaking well, in, in Debbie terms. Exactly. Would like I got to roasted. Catch some passes. Yeah, it's Wisconsin, Jonathan Taylor so didn't really catch Taylor passes the, either. Same thing with Kenneth Walker in Michigan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, some of them just don't throw to them. It's just they're not going to yeah, change Ken- their style to be like, oh, we're yeah. going to boost your NFL stock. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. Walker didn't catch passes at Wake either, though. Yeah. He just doesn't we'll catch passes. He's a pass catching back, according to Pete Carroll, all offseason. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wants him to be anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, we're gonna uh, we'll keep it we we'll keep it rolling. We're gonna go down to North Carolina State, number eighteen, My North Carolina water. State uh, versus Charleston Southern. I mean, uh, obviously this one's off the board. The, the line would be you know, tremendous. Uh, Devin Leary needed to shake the rust off. Last week was a little 
it was scary for me. I was expecting more out of Lillard right off the rip compared to how he ended the um, last five, six games last year. Um, can Devin Carter step up and be the wide receiver one for the Wolfpack? I mean, and then can Drake Thomas keep being that dude and, and step up and shut the Charleston Southern down after they had that squeak-out victory over East Carolina? Jared, what are your thoughts? I, I like – I mean, like I said – uh, Leary's got absolute cannon, you know, watching some film on him recently, just watching him at the Elite 11 as a player's coach um, come in. That dude has an absolute cannon. I just don't think he has any chemistry with his wide receivers right now. And for me, if he can figure that, the just throwing dimes, I mean, I'm a, I'll take him over freaking Danny Dimes right now. So... <laughs> Don't, don't don't let him get a, an actual good receiving court underneath him because that dude has an absolute howitzer, and I I really think he is a is a top six quarterback in this class and maybe even top four. So I, I love him and I just really want to see him succeed. Start with me already. You're doing my heart good, Jared. I'm uh <laughs> I'm an NC State grad. It's my alma mater, so. Go Wolfpack. Love nice. him. Hey, you guys had some studs, bro. I mean, we could just go off the list. I mean, you guys <laughs> had had some absolute studs at NC State, including, you know, a guy you you just lost. But you guys just, you just continue to put out more and more guys, and he's just another one of the, of the crop, personally. Yeah, I'm excited. I You know, less excited than I was a week ago. That was – yeah. We, got we got really lucky, man. Missing knocking the rust off, man. Got to knock it off. Um, I mean, I'm just glad we got lucky because it keeps our hopes alive. If we'd have lost to ECU, it would have put a big dent in, in what we're hoping to see happen this year. But as far as Devin Carter goes, if you've been watching us the last few years, it shouldn't surprise you to hear that he got wide open for a long touchdown and then dropped it. Um, cause he's six foot four. He's fast. He's got all the talent in the world. And that guy just has bricks for hands. <laughs> hey, it's Alshon Jeffrey, bro. I'm telling you right now. That's, that's who, that's who I think he like minimum looks like. That's a great I would love to see him take over and be the, the top wide receiver this year. I had high hopes for him, you know, with, with him as he moving on, but, um, I just, he needs to catch the ball cause I mean, that could have been the difference in the game right there, dropping that touchdown pass. So. Hey, can we agree real quick? Sumo should lead back and let and just put Houston somewhere else. Sumo looked really good. I was impressed. Yeah, I did. Surprised. Almost six yards of carry, too. So he let him rock it. tackles, running hard. It was fun. I mean, what are your thoughts on, on Leary? I like Leary. I mean, I have him at that just outside that fringe 10 at the moment. Um, I just want to see a little bit more from them, just kind of see how the year progresses. There's a lot of – there's a decent amount of good quarterbacks, I think, coming out this year that there's going to be – it's going to be one of those whatever the NFL team wants their taste to be. You know what I mean? You know, do, do they go with Leary with, like, you – like um, Jared had said, with, like, the stronger arm, those, those attributes that are there that he might not be fully refined yet, but, like, that kind of path. Or do they want to go with someone that's a little bit more – I don't know, a little bit more athletic. You know, you go like that, he, uh, the Hedden Hookers or the Spencer Rattlers. Like, there's a lot of guys that are coming out that I feel like it's going to be similar to almost even this class. Not This class was pretty bad. But, like, yeah. they all had their kind of own little thing, and it's like, what 
what aspect does the NFL want to go with. So it should be interesting, and I, I think Leary does have a shot. You know what I mean? There's It's really wide open after Stroud and Young for someone to just kind of come in, and even at Richardson's probably there now at this point. But, like, after that, it's, like, pretty wide open. And I think with the NFL, they've proven now that some of these guys, they're going to take that talent. So, you know what I mean? Just prove it, put it on the tape, and just show what you've got as far as a raw attribute goes. And I'm interested. Curious to see how it goes. As far as Devin Carter goes. <laughs> Man. Also, doesn't ECU like always do this? I feel like yes. last year they did it too. There's like a team that they just like sneak up on and they almost pull it off and then they just disappear. So, yeah, they never hear from ECU the rest of the season. Done the rest of the season. But yep. like, yep. that was a fun game to watch. I'm not gonna lie, Matt. Probably for you, it was probably nerve wracking. Been there, done that. But yeah, it was really fun watching the game, and I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of rooting for ECU just because, like, you know, the upset. You always get, you know, yeah. when yeah. you're not invested, I can't, I can't everybody goes you. for the upset. You know, what I can't saying? blame you going for the dog yeah. if you don't have a if you don't yeah. have if a rooting you, interest. You, but yeah, yeah. now that they I got nice like I'll change. I'll Made change. me real nervous. We've had a hard time. I mean, ECU has, is an in-state rival for us. They actually canceled the rivalry years ago. They like took our goalposts and all kinds oh, of crazy man. stuff. Uh, Bro, they've got a they've got one of my favorite like entrances too. Like, if you look at their entrance, check it out. It's one of like the purple. It's awesome, dude. Check just to go check it out. Yeah, no, get enough love. Top twenty, year. top twenty entrance year, for sure. We don't like each other, <laughs> uh, I would not have enjoyed losing to them. So glad we pulled it out. But <laughs> that's bragging rights right there. You don't want to you don't want to hear about that for a whole year. Ah, uh, Jared, bring us over. Segue. Uh, Jeremy had mentioned Hooker. Let's uh, let's go this big matchup. Hey, so Pittsburgh at you know at Tennessee or is it? I guess it is at is that Tennessee? I thought it was at Pittsburgh. Um, should be an epic battle. I agree. Can Hayden Hooker and Jabari Small keep the ground game going? A good pace. Turn eighteen yards rushing week one. I think we all agree. Hayden Hooker can be a baller. Uh, it's slow to sling it. Uh, throw it with Hendon Hooker? No, I'm gonna put that out right there. I'm just not a fan of Slovis at, at this point. I think we've, I think he he bit off more he can chew last week and got lucky. Um, Cedric Tillman versus Katante Mumfield. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a decent one. I'll give you that. Uh, I I think Tennessee absolutely trashes Pittsburgh this week. I'll be honest with you. Really? Uh, six, six points? Yeah, I, I think the six points is is a must play. I'm pretty sure I, it's a must play for me. Pittsburgh, don't even I mean, Pittsburgh's outranking them, but dude, Josh Hypo has something to prove that he can, you know, belong in the SEC. And I, I think I think they're gonna knock the doors off Pittsburgh this week. So I completely agree. Good, good, Matt. Good. No, I I just think I mean. Pitt is kind of living in those rankings off of last year's hype and they lost Addison and they lost Pickett and just a lot. I mean, even Kroll, their, their tight end was a big producer for them last year. And didn't they, they lost a couple guys on defense too, didn't they? To the draft. Yeah, I believe so. And, but Slovis is just not it. Nope. And Hendon Hooker is, I, I'm a believer in Hendon Hooker. I mean, he's even was tearing up sec defenses last year and, Thirty-one uh, and three. I think is is super legit. Um, is going to be a name to watch for the twenty-three draft class for NFL stocks too. So, yeah, I'm I'm heavy on the Tennessee side as well. 
I don't really understand why Pitt is ranked higher than them. Hey, I'm going to tell you, Hannon Hooker's not going to play quarterback, you know, in the pros, but he's going to play tight end. Yeah, well, he's, I, he's a little old think... too. I'd be more excited about his pro prospects if he wasn't so old. Yeah, but, but, but for college way, this year, just, he's going to tear it up. I, he's a great. He's just one of those great college quarterbacks again. You know, you're going to see it. Like Jared had said, I mean, maybe he converts to a different position. I don't think he's going to cut it in the pros as a quarterback. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm more excited about that that wide receiver matchup you mentioned there at the end, you know, Tillman and Mumfield. Both of those guys, I think, have a good good chance at being pretty important in this 23 wide receiver class. And I'm curious to see it, you know, like that they're one of those, that, that set of the bigger type wide receivers, good size, good ability i just kind of want to see exactly what they do in this more so nationally televised game and i i think that tennessee probably like you guys had said blows doors off a pit i mean west virginia hung in there with them last week and west virginia it's probably a little bit better than people give them credit for especially with jt daniels but Pitt definitely looked like they didn't belong to be the 17th ranked team i don't think west virginia has been good since steve slayton years and pat white in my opinion hey, Hey, yeah, but, I, but hey, that loss yeah. isn't on uh, on JT Daniels. That dude threw some dimes last week. Yeah. At least three like pass interference calls weren't called. So in the hands, and it bounced off. Dead in the hands for a yeah. pick six. And that dude was balling out. That that wide receiver, I can't think of his he name. Had, he had four drops though. Yeah, but he had three catches that were nasty. It don't matter. He had one drop that was a pick six. Well, what scares me a little bit is Mumfield got outperformed by the wide receiver three. Pittsburgh, and that scared me a little bit last week. He had an easy matchup, so I'd like to see him turn it around. I don't know if Tennessee's your option to turn it around, but yeah, I know, we'll I know. Is it, is it that quarterback? Just is it is around. it crazy that I get a, a small Vince Young vibe from Hendon Hooker? Like uh, mobility, I mean, the he's way got the dual threat. Yeah, the, just bigger it. guys. I mean, I, know, I, I get more of like a. I get an Alcorn State alum vibe, to be honest with you. Former Tennessee Titan vibe. Oh, McNair? All right. All right. I can see that. I just think McNair, McNair was definitely more of an NFL player. Oh, McNair is a baller. It's not going to get yeah. twisted, but. I mean, Hayden Hooker needs to get some love. It dude is good. I mean, he went thirty-one three last year. I, I agree. I just think the the age factor is going to kill him. Yeah. Yes, look oh, at Wanky. Yes, yeah, but Wanky wasn't as athletic as Hooker was. You're right. You're right. You could see a team falling in love with him and maybe taking him somewhere in those middle rounds of the draft, like the Jalen Hurts path. You know, he's like a third or fourth round. Did he he of. falls he falls far enough to the Giants? Yeah, I could see it. I could see something like that. You know, I'm, he's not going to be a talked amongst, I think, the top five of this class. But, I mean, I could see a team falling. That's where the NFL's going is those mobile quarterbacks. Anybody that has any mobility, they're going to take that risk. You know, look at what they did with Trey Lance. You know, I mean, he went absurdly high for just the pure raw tra- traits. Josh Allen was the same way a couple of years prior, you know. Like, the guys that have those traits are who they're looking for that they can mold. And if he yeah. moves that he can – if he proves he can – process and change and develop through college and has a mobility that's what they're looking for because they want to be able to take them and mold them a little bit and if you're a very athletic player who refuses to learn or refuses to change or make any adjustments to your game they're i feel like those are the guys that end up falling because they're kind of like well 
you're not there and we need you to be able to be willing to learn and eat your crow and kind of just <laughs> you know learn that i mean yeah, you need to get better at certain things you know? malik's so, doing it malik's doing it right now yeah if I, there I, was I, a uh if there was a position to take an old guy it would be quarterback because they yeah. play for such a long time i mean you could take a 26 year old and still get 10 years out of him so it's not even, even if you got eight even if you just got one rookie deal out of him, you know what I mean? You built around that and then got your next guy. Hey, I mean, Lamar might be out after a rookie deal. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But let's uh, let's move on down to Arkansas. We're going to have number 16, Arkansas versus uh, South Carolina. They know your guy over there, Spencer Rattler. Yeah. KJ Jefferson versus Spencer Rattler. I mean, Jefferson's coming off a four-touchdown performance, and Rattler struggles versus Georgetown State. I mean, Georgia State for 227, one TD. Two picks. I'm a big fan of this guy. Is uh, Raheem Rocket Sanders the next big RB to blast on the scene? He had 20 carries for 117 yards, 5.8 yards per carry. And what was up with Jaheim Bell for the Gamecocks? He was like a Swiss Army knife. They were using him out of the backfield. They had him, I mean, he's a tight end. He's fast as heck, too. But they had him catching passes as a tight end, and he was out of the backfield like five or six times. I think he led the Gamecocks in yards uh, last week. So, what do you, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on. Uh, this game will start off with you. Uh, well, KG Jefferson got in a groove, started playing a lot better. I think we really expected more out of them because Cincinnati really lost so much, but they kept it close. Um, they, they, they covered the spread. Uh, Rattler didn't look that great. Uh, one of his one of the picks definitely wasn't his fault. The other pick was a was a, just a bad pass. Um, four drops though, so and one was a touchdown. I, I will really tell you that. I think Rattler is going to have a bounce back game. I don't really trust Arkansas defensively uh, because I don't really trust Cincinnati offensively, and they looked okay against Arkansas. So eight eight points is no, – I don't know if I'm touching that. Is is that more of a testimonial to the Luke Finkel's coaching? Hey, Luke Fickles, I mean, without a doubt, one of the best coaches in football. So – but – it is Arkansas, bro. They lost to North Texas two years ago. So, I mean, there's I – mean, I'm, AJ I mean, Jefferson is a dog, dude. He, he's okay. No one. He says he's okay. What are your thoughts on K.J. Jefferson, Jeremy? I'm very in and out on K.J. Jefferson. I, I think he looked physically better in shape this year. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Um, <laughs> I – He's kind of one of those guys you watched a lot. Of, I think I watched a lot of Traylon Burks leading into the draft, and you know, you a big thing was, oh, Traylon Burks is very good at catching off-target passes for a reason because they weren't necessarily <laughs> always where they're supposed to be. And KJ Jefferson was a guy throwing it to him. I think he's made drastic jumps from year to year, um, at least from what you saw briefly last week. Um, but I do think that KJ Jefferson's a guy that I think will drive up the board. I think he's going to be the guy that. We're, 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 we're talking about Hendon Hooker there. Like, I think KJ Jefferson's a guy that's going before him. You know, I think he can make his push to be a top five guy that the NFL is like, hey, this guy's got some good traits. Let's let's give this kid a shot. Um, as far as Spencer Rattler goes, yeah, I think he's just kind of he's dead in the water at this point. I, he's going to have to really bounce back and really show something. If not, he's probably going to be staying in South Carolina another year, and most likely struggling to make it as an NFL quarterback. It just seems like, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just a good fit in that offense. That first year that he kind of exploded on the scene, it just kind of was like, hey, and it just 
I don't know. It's uh, it bo- boggles me. There's a lot of yeah. talent there, and it just I don't know what's going on. Um, I don't know if it's just he can't pick it up. I don't know is if it it's a mental thing. You think all in between the years, and that's that's the hardest thing. You know, I've always said that. Even just just looking at guys leading into the draft, you know, even the NFL, you see it constantly that the quarterback position is a hard position to to, to try and peg as far as this guy's going to be good or not, because a lot of it's between the years, and it's all going to just show up. And the only people who know are the people who are there, you know, guys that are with these guys all the time. They see the work ethic. They see this. They see that. And even those guys miss because it's like, what's going to happen, you know? You know, Sam Darnold. Darnold was a great quarterback. Comes into the league. You know, he's got – you know, he's seeing ghosts. So it's just – and as soon as you get to that point, it seems like they never make that comeback. So – and I feel like that may have been what happened to Rattler. You know, he came in, he had a good year. He, that second year, he just kind of lost all his confidence and hasn't been able to get it back, you know. Well, we can't really say he lost his confidence. He still threw 70% at Oklahoma. <laughs> they just pulled him. Yeah. I mean, yeah, when you I got Caleb Williams behind you, you're going to get pulled. I'm sorry. Yeah. He, he couldn't throw the deep ball, right? He was inconsistent. Oh, he, he threw the deep ball fine. He just couldn't throw it accurately. That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, but imagine that. You know what I mean? You're getting you're a guy that comes in and you're getting pulled for. I mean, yeah, Caleb Williams is a better quarterback, but like you know what I mean. That that does a now, lot. I think. I messed the psyche up real quick. Guy, you know, and I don't know. I have more hopes for Jefferson than I'll say Rattler. I'm with you. I'm with you there, Matt. What are your thoughts on Sanders? I love Rocket Sanders. I, you know, when you ask is he the next big running back, I think he's one of them for sure. Um, Especially, I mean, with that workload, if he keeps getting 20 carries, getting fed, he's going to put up the numbers. His tape is really fun to watch. He's got really good uh, cuts, you know, good lateral agility. Uh, He's a pretty hefty guy, got good contact balance. He can catch the ball. So um, he's he's kind of a Debbie darling right now, and he's fun to watch. So I, I understand why. And if he keeps getting this workload, he's going to be, be really good. So, yeah. I got a couple shares. Uh, I, I can't complain. I was I was ecstatic to see that first week performance. So I know my buddy, uh, John Lobb is huge on him, and he always says he's got them sweet feet. You know what I mean? In and out, sweet feet. So oh, he's a big old boy too. I mean, yeah. he's strong. I wish John was on here, man. He'd be yelling and hollering about Rocket Sanders. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, he guy, would. that guy brings the energy, doesn't he? Oh, for sure. I love him. I love him. Jared, bring us down to Miami. Talk to All him. right. Miami Southern Miss. I, I mean, yeah, th- they got after Bethune. You know, Tyler Van Dyke had a good game, uh, 70 points. But well, we all won the running back matchup, right? We got <laughs> Paris with 108 yards. We uh, 7.7 yards of carry, three touchdowns. We got uh, Thaddeus Franklin with nine attempts, 78 yards, 7.8 or 8.7 yards carry, two touchdowns. And then we got Frank Gore, you know, junior. So comes home, 32 attempts, 178 yards, 5.6 yards of carry, two touchdowns last week against Liberty. Um, you know, dad, you know where Dad's rooting. I I get that it's in Miami, but you know he rooting for for his son on this one. So and I. I think we're all like primed to watch to see if he can do it at Miami, because if he runs off another 130 yard game, bro, I mean it, he's just going to climb the depth charts because he has pedigree. And like we said, we are we already love Parrish and Franklin, so uh, Dyke looks 
like we've been talking about since the preseason. And I'm, I'm excited for this one, to be honest with you. And I don't expect them to keep it close, Southern Miss, but I still want to see Frank Gore Jr. play really well. Yeah. So That's all I want. That's all I'm, I'm tuning in for Southern Miss for is to see him ball out. It's crazy. He threw another – I think he threw another four passes last week. Like, they got him throwing passes. He's catching passes. He's running. I mean, the dude is just everywhere. He, he's the best athlete on the team. 100%. 100%. What do you uh, – what are you guys' thoughts on uh, Frank Gore? And if he does ball out against Miami, is this putting him in that category for an NFL prospect? Go ahead, Matt. I think you. maybe. I mean, so he's five foot eight and 194 pounds, so he's a little bit small for the NFL. He is explosive, and he's got good contact balance for being a small guy. Like, he's just got arm tackles. He, they just fall right off of him, so – I was watching a little bit of tape earlier when I saw that we were going to be talking about this, and uh, he impressed me. So um, he's explosive athlete and twitchy, you know, making guys miss left and right. So um, he's fun to watch. He plays at a small school, and he's undersized, so that's going to be some tough hurdles for him to overcome as far as an NFL prospect. But uh, And then on the Miami side – you know, we talk about their great running game. They were missing their starting running back. So Jalen Knighton was uh, undisclosed, last-second scratch. Something happened. He was going through warm-ups, and um, it, was, it was something soft tissue, I think, and they mm. wanted to be uh, cautious with it. Um, but then the news came out this week that it was nothing major and that he should be good to go for this week. So um, it's going to be really interesting to see, with as well as Henry Parrish played, um, but Jalen Knighton's a baller, and so how does that get split up? And is Franklin still going to be involved too? Uh, so if they're all three involved, it could be a bit of a nightmare as far as like CFF production. Um, but Knighton's the guy that I have the most interest in for future NFL prospects. I feel like if anything, you know, like a committee running back room, at least at the college level, you can see multiple guys get 100-plus yard games in a single game. So at least there you have, like, some viability when it comes to campus to Canton. Like, it's not like the NFL where if you got three guys, you know, only one of them's actually useful. But I'm or excited, you know. I I want to see Miami beat the brakes off them. I think that, that that has to happen. So be nice if they cover this, you know, minus 25. If they beat them by, like, 27 or 30, that'd be a pretty good time. I. I was just impressed with Parrish, man. He looked really, really, really good. He was just – he had long runs. He was, he was quick. He was shifty. Uh, it was just – I wasn't expecting – like you said, there was a last-minute injury. So mm-hmm. I just wasn't expecting him to take off like that. So yeah. it was nice to see. He can catch, I, too, at all. Yeah. He did some, some receiving work and looked good doing it. I would like to see Will Mallory show up. I mean, he was like ghosts in last week's game. So – if he could do something, obviously they were running. They kept him in, in on the line blocking, but I'd like to see him get out there and get some, you know, get some receptions. Uh, he's supposed to be a top tight end this year, so we'll see what happens. All right, we're gonna go number fourteen, Michigan State, minus thirty-four and a half over on the fifty-six versus Akron. Um, it seems like Wisconsin just turns out running back. So Wisconsin transfer Jalen Berger debuted well with sixteen attempts for one hundred twenty yards, seven point five yards per carry. One touchdown against uh, Western Michigan. Is Berger top 10 running back uh, this year? And can wide receiver Keenan Coleman, he looked explosive for Spons. 
Um, has he passed Jaden Reed as wide receiver one? On the other side of the ball for Akron, um, this is really not much to talk about, but the Zips lost to St. Francis in week one. But quarterback DJ nope. Irons. They beat St. Francis in overtime. Really? Yeah. I, I stand corrected. I, I apologize. I, I thought I read it that they lost. Uh, fix it on the board. But DJ Irons looked good. He played mistake-free football, 273, two touchdowns. Um, my receiver, Shockey. Jock Saints, he emerges a legit threat with eight receptions for 102 yards, 12.8 yards per catch, and one touchdown. Um, can they have success against the Spartans? And can they keep it under 30 points? Uh, Jeremy, you go first. Jeremy. I just really want to talk about Jalen Berger. That's about it. And then after that, you guys can talk about the rest because I don't really care about Akron. Um, so... <laughs> I just really like Jalen Berger. I think that I think he's going to be a guy that you're going to see get that Kenneth Walker bump and move into uh, Michigan State. He's going to be very successful behind that offensive line. So for me, I really am interested to see Jalen Berger. I want to see him continue to put these weeks out, you know, like 100 yards, 80, 90 yards, getting a couple receptions here or there. You know what I mean? I want to see that because it just kind of helps cement him at, behind the big names that are in this class for this year. I'm really high on him. I, I do like him, um, and I think he can easily be like a top 10 guy in the 23 class. So if we're talking about within college football, definitely yes. not. He's probably, eh. but like within the 23 class, I think he can. He's going to be a guy that I think can make a push for that top five range, even depending on who declares and who doesn't. So I'm curious. I want to see it. And against Akron, it should be another game that he has over 120 some yards. So couple big plays here and there would be nice to see. I agree. I, I was impressed last week. And I, like I said, I feel like the Badgers just, they're just pull them out in truckloads. The running backs just are always successful. They do. It's, yeah. it's crazy. I'm linemen. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Berger? And, and what are your thoughts about, um, I'm not sure if you know much about him, but Shock, uh, Shocky Jacques Saints, what, what are your thoughts about that guy coming out of nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> I would be lying if I said that I'd ever watched an Akron football game. So, right. um, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but I will say on the question about Keon Coleman and Jaden Reed, um, I think that's an overreaction. I mean, it's one week. I think Jaden Reed actually left the game hurt and didn't play the whole thing, if I'm not mistaken. So um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that somebody's overtaken him as the wide receiver one after one week. I'm a pretty big fan of Jaden Reed's game, so yeah, I hope I don't he can see Reed out there. A lot. He had two targets, one reception, I think, for like seven or eight yards, and then yeah. I, I didn't see him again. He was in the game, and then at one point uh, he was targeted, and I think he had, he caught it. It was his longest reception of the day, but he came down pretty hard after the catch, and I don't know if he came back after that. So yeah, I was watching I the game. Watching the game, and I don't, I know I looked back through the tape kind of quick when I was looking just through with the burger and stuff like that, but mm -hmm. I feel like Reed wasn't out there as much as yeah. we probably thought he was. I think yeah, I didn't see him. I think something did. That. I don't remember seeing anything. Like I didn't look it up after, but I do mm -hmm. think you're right, Matt. I, I don't think he played at yeah. least. Uh, I would say second half snaps of some yeah. sort. I think that there was a lot that he was missing, or if mm -hmm. he was out there, it was not to be targeted. You know, it was just out there as a decoy or anything like that. Yeah. So hopefully this week against Akron is a get right game for him. I mean, hopefully he's healthy. I didn't really see anything afterwards saying that it was a serious injury or that his status for this week was in doubt. So hopefully he's good to go. Hopefully he uh, dominates in this game and um, 
I think he is the wide receiver one on that team and should have a productive season. Jared, I, I would give this one to you, but this is my guy, so I got I to gotta roll with it because I got to find out what, what the no, guest got. Uh, this is the, this, for me, this is the matchup. This is what I want to watch on Saturday night. This is the only thing I really care about. Uh, it's number 12, Florida, who's a, I don't even know how, a six-point favorite against number 20, Kentucky. Who's under more pressure? Is it Anthony Richardson or is it Will Levis? And if my boy Levis outduels AR on the swamp and they walk out of there with a W, I don't want to hear nothing no more. Does he put himself in that talk for top three quarterback behind Stroud and Young? David Robertson said Wandell who last week with six receptions for 136 yards, 22.7 yards per catch. Showing out. Can T.R. continue that dominating performance versus the Gators? And I was I didn't think he was going to even get a carry in this game, but Trevor Etienne looked explosive as hell. He looked just like his like his brother out there. Is there any chance that he could take over that RB one spot? So right off the rip, I want to know what are your take on AR versus Levis because Levis is my dude. So Matt, you go first. Well, I I'm a big AR fan. Um, he's just electric. I mean, every. How can you not love the guy? Everybody, the nation is kind of falling in love with him right now because he's just so fun to watch. And um, I think his upside, as far as like you know, talking traits and what the NFL is looking for, it's through the roof. So, um, I mean, what he did against Utah is a good defense, a good team that was you know in talks about they could be in the college football playoff, and. Um, and he basically put the team on his back and single-handedly like they don't win that game with a normal human being at quarterback, but, but Richardson is just different. So, um, you heard it here first. He's a superhero. <laughs> my thing is, he's not a normal human. He's got that cape underneath him. He is not a normal human. I mean, is he the most athletic player in college football? He, he legitimately might be. I don't know I, that, you could, that pump fake spin jump. Take that away. He, he still looks crazy. Pretty... That was insane, dude. Like that. That was like something only he could do. But my thing is this: I gotta see this. All right. Yeah. So the pump fake was great. He threw a wide open dude who had no defender Ooh. around him for seventeen yards. All right. And he throw because he only had what a buck twenty nine. He ran for a hundred. He's always. So, he's got a rocket for an arm. You'd like to see him develop some more touch and not like throw every single thing like it's a cannon shot um but he, he did look improved as a decision maker you know last year when he would come in kind of as as the spot start or you know in a blowout or whatever he was looking kind of turnover prone and that looked like it if he didn't get that fixed it could be um the thing that really held him back but he was taking good care of the football um so yeah, the arm talent is there. The processing and the touch and thing, you know, some of the nuance, footwork, things like that, he can definitely still improve on. So I'm not saying that he's necessarily a finished product, um, but he's got the highest ceiling of anybody in this class. I think. Um, I mean, if he keeps on improving and and dominating college football. It wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world at the end of the year if you're talking about him as QB1 ahead of Young and Stroud. So, I, I don't think that's crazy. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think he has the upside that it could. 
He's so, got the arm talent as those guys? The only issue that I will say that he won't get there, in my opinion, is the passing. Um, I think that, to me, he is the, we'll say, nationally broadcasted Trey Lance. Um, he is very similar to what Trey Lance brought to the game. He had that rushing ability. He's very much more so leans on the rushing ability that like kind of like North Dakota State had with Trey Lance. And he, he does. He has to work on the passing game. And I want to see it where he's forced to pass a little bit more, like you had said, Nino. You know, I want to mm-hmm. see him have to actually throw the ball, still rely and be mobile, get out of the pocket, you know, yeah. just get a little bit probably a little bit more but the traits are there like you said matt where mm-hmm. i can see him having that push like i mean he's already been talked about that he's possibly the quarterback one by some people um just because of that it, it, there's just the ceiling so high for him if they can mm-hmm. hone it in and that's the same way trey lance yeah. was you know that's the same way you know i'm gonna go back to it again but josh allen you know these guys lamar jackson you know it's it, it's the the pure physical traits it's that traits. make it that make mm-hmm. it hard, you know, like, like, what do you do? You know, like you saw it in the NFL, you know, you get a quarterback who's mobile, he gets out on the edge and now you get a running back who cuts out and he's two yards down the field. But now that defender covering that running back has to make a choice. Do I let this guy take off or do I cover the running back? And you're putting these, these defenders in tough situations. And that's where the NFL is realizing, Hey, they're kind of going almost to the college side of it. Like, Hey, these mobile quarterbacks actually make this mm-hmm. a little bit, more of a game it makes it a little bit easier to game plan and give us a better advantage than a guy that's just going to sit back there and only be necessarily a statue that can hit open guys because defenses are getting faster windows are getting tighter it's a lot of stuff that's going on in the Mm. nfl and it's it's a changing game and it's just i think anthony richardson fits the way that the game's going so i think that there's going to be a lot of talk that he's going to be up there but i think young and stroud as long as they don't have a Mm -hmm. collapse those guys are one and two. I just I feel like you can't go against it. Now, if Richardson puts some really good tape on against like a really good opponent, okay, yeah, you might yeah. start to get it. Um, he's also six four, two forty, so he's got that ideal size as well. Yeah, uh, and that's it's not just that he's fast. Guys are avoiding the taking, elephant in the room. I could see him You're taking not... Bryce Young. Do you know what I mean? For me, I think Bryce Young's size is going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. You won't speak of my guy. You guys don't like my guy, huh? No, Levis. He's three. I will stand on that hill. I will plant my flag. I will die there. He will be in a New York Giants uniform next year, even though I hate the Giants. He's their quarterback. He will be drafted in the first round late. I will. You guys can roast me next year. He's the best prototypical quarterback in the draft. Stroud has a better accurate arm, but Levis is your prototypical QB. Two thirty-seven. He's mobile. He can sit in the pocket, take hits. He can. He wasn't mobile last week. Did... <laughs> okay. Hey, last week. My, minus 18 yards carrying last week, bro, on a seven carries. Well, talk to his lineman, all right, because he's getting smoked. But he's got an arm. He can, he's can. he got a how it's, he's got power. He's accurate. I don't know. I mean, everybody hates on the guy because he eats mayo, but he's a freaking quarterback that can play the game and dominate, dude. He, hey. was the, he was the better Penn State quarterback. They let that dude walk out. And Clifford can go kick rocks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that one. He's yeah. better than Clifford. Yeah. So that's I, I like you might die on that deal. Leary's still a better quarterback. You're freaking crazy, bro. You're nuts. He's better than Van Dyke and he's better than Leary. He's better I, than Sam. I have Levis at three right now. So I'm Thank not gonna, you. I, I'm not gonna knock him too hard. I just 
I don't think he stays there. I think it's gonna it's a big year for him. He's got to prove a little bit more. You know, I mean, he kind of came into a class that we were there were a lot of question marks a lot of, around a lot of these guys. You know, Anthony Richardson really hadn't showed much a ton. Like he showed that raw ability last year, but it wasn't like oh, yeah, this guy's that guy. You know, we were talking about Grayson McCall. You know, like, a lot of guys with a lot of questions, so it's kind of like, okay, Will Levis seems like you said, you know, well-rounded. He kind of seems like an NFL guy. All right, we're going to stick him behind these top two. That's the way I took it. So, but I think Richardson ends up passing him by season's end. So what happens if, if Levis balls out? Say 330, three touchdowns, and they win in the swamp. He, he's I mean, got his – he's playing his foot in number three. I mean, and it's going to be hard to move him, right? That would be a big statement. For it's a sure. big statement for sure. I, I'd need to see more. You know, what's one game? You know, one well, game. Okay, well, what's one game? The Gators, the Gators won one game and got ranked in the top yeah, well, fifteen. Yeah. Well, the rank they beat they did beat a team that was ranked preseason top twenty five. So, so they top five like that. So yeah, yeah. seven? No, they were seven. But still, yeah. you get them at twelve after not being at all. I don't know, man. I think that it, was the rankings. I never, you know. I think <laughs> someone paid them off. I don't I don't dislike Levis. I think, you know, he had some really good tape last year, but he was also pretty up and down. He had some really good games against some subpar competition and he struggled in some of the big SEC matchups last year and um so I'd like to see him be more consistent this year to play well against top competition. Um and this week is the first of many tests to come. I mean, the SEC is a gauntlet. So time is going to tell uh, if Levis can have a great year in the SEC and put up huge numbers, then, yeah, he's going to be right in that conversation for the number three spot. Um, but, see, and this is where I feel like this is going to come down to what the team prefers. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be that OC. It's going to be that team's philosophy. If they want more of a pocket passer that has some mobility, they're going to take Levis over Richardson. They're going to take – I think that's the, that would be their route. You know, it's going to be kind of that way. I feel like these guys are – that's where that stuff's going to start to come in, into, into play. You know, I agree. Yeah. But it's tough because, you, you, like, Levis has, is Kentucky. You know what I mean? Like, what's his skill players? You know, like, yeah, okay, they're – they kind of, you know, have some big games here or there. But it's like – again, though, Richardson is Miami. I mean, there's not – a whole ton there in Miami. I mean, there's some, but no, I agree. I agree. They, I think their wide receiver class in, in Florida is better. I think Justin Shorter is, is probably better talented than Robinson, but he doesn't put up the numbers. You know, we'll see what happens. Jared, take it away, my friend. Let's let's go down to you, you, to you in Oklahoma State. All right, we got Oklahoma State, Arizona State. Oklahoma State's eleven point favorite, which is kind of crazy. Fit seven and a half over and under, which. I'll take the over to be honest with you, and won't even. That's an easy one to me. Sunday was 120 yards total defense last week. They were playing Northern Arizona University. I, I mean, let's be real here. Um, let's be real. The the Cowboys didn't do nothing last week about stopping anybody on offense. So there's there's that on that side. But Spencer Sanders had six TDs last week. Um, is is he an NFL quarterback? I don't really think so but we'll see um can brayden jansen johnson six receptions 133 yards uh crack the sun devils defense uh led by kyle soil soul s-o-e-l-o-y you know me names dude you're asking the wrong hey guy. i'm soul yeah yeah i'm not <laughs> you're the wrong guy to ask but 
let's be real. Arizona's Arizona State's defense is always going to be good. They're a phenomenal head coach. Um, the question is, can they score an offense? Because Oklahoma State is – I mean, they fired their defensive coordinator after week one, so there's that. And they can score with anybody. They've always been able to score with anybody the last 10 years. But can they stop them? 11 points – I mean, you. I I think you're going to see at least 60, 70 points out of this game. No problem. You might see 45 to 24, but I'm I'm take Oklahoma State in the in the minus 11. To be honest with you. Yeah, I feel like there's not a lot as far as like player level goes to really love about this game. As far as like a 23 class, even maybe a little bit more in a, in a campus of Canton League that some of these guys would be a little bit more interesting. But if you're looking at NFL level, there's not a whole ton as far as, like, the fantasy side goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, nor is the game overly exciting. Like you said, uh, Jared, that, like... Arizona some good State coaches. I mean, it's... It, Arizona State might keep it close for a little bit. Ultimately, I do think, like you said, Oklahoma State kind of starts to run away with it second half of the game, maybe. Something like that. I just feel like they're just a little bit... A little bit better talent overall on the roster. So, I agree. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot to add. I mean, Arizona State lost Jaden Daniels and Rashad White. Um, so, they've lost a lot of pieces on offense. And um, to be honest, I'm not, uh, I don't think there's a single Debbie relevant player in this game. Um, <laughs> Spencer Sanders included, by the way, to answer the question about whether he's an NFL quarterback. I don't think that he is. Um, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I think these guys covered it pretty well. All right, well, let's move on to the next one, which is a pretty good matchup. Number 10, USC versus Stanford. Um, USC is an eight and a half point favorite, um, over under 67. USC looked great. Caleb Williams looks great last week, 249 yards, two touchdowns. He had uh, close to 70 yards on the ground. Jordan Addison just looked like he fit right in the mold. He had that first touchdown early. He had five receptions, 54 yards, two TDs. Um, surprise to me was uh, linebacker Shane Lee. He had a monster week, eight tackles, one pick, first rice. Is Shane Lee a name to look out for uh, on the USC defense? The other side, Tanner McKee played well week one. But for me, it was all about EJ Smith. 11 attempts for 118 yards, 10.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Is EJ Smith a possible top 10 running back? Uh, I like EJ Smith, honestly. I, I I think he's the crown jewel in that team. Um, eight and a half is going to be an easy bet if you're betting on this game. I, I think they absolutely destroyed uh, Stanford. Stanford just hasn't been the same since Andrew Luck left. Uh, their coach isn't – I love their coach. But, hey, he might be on the hot seat. I, I'm sorry. He is not – and as good of a coach as he is, he has not – Put together a winning team in years. Turn so, well, yeah. Well, I mean, Davis Mills is a good quarterback. I mean, obviously, and that kid was the number. He was number one quarterback in the country coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. I give you towards ACL twice. Um, Tana he's McKee had some good players, dude. Huh? Tanner McGee was all hyped up coming into college football this year, right? He was one of the top he's ten quarterbacks in the class, right? Yeah, still, still like I, I mean, McKee. he's got plenty of guys. You know, so he needs to put together some wins, and it's it's a it used to be just a really big robbery, but I just don't I think USC is just too loaded. We yeah. talked about it. So they brought in thirteen transfers. 
and every single one of them were starters somewhere else. So USC is going to eight and a half is an easy bet. Sixty-seven, I don't know about that because I, I think they get up and slow down because that's what Lincoln Riley does. He get, gets up and hits the brakes. Yep, just what he does. So uh, I think you're going to see like a forty-two to seven win, forty-two Ooh. to ten win. Uh, Matt, what you, what's your thoughts on USC? They're really good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you mentioned like transfers that are starters. Heck, one of them won the Bolitnikoff Award. So, yeah. right? I mean, Jordan Addison was the best wide receiver in college football last year. The numbers that he put up at Pittsburgh, there's only two other receivers who've ever done that. You might have heard of them, Larry Fitzgerald and DeAndre Hopkins. So, <laughs> you know, that's pretty elite company. Um, and Mario Williams is the number two. He would be the star of most teams. I mean, Caleb Williams is a really good player and, and is a top five, top four, top five Debbie quarterback. So um, it's an exciting team that's going to put up a ton of points, I think, almost no matter who they're playing. I don't think Stanford is the ones to stop them. So, yeah. I, I think the third I, wide receiver is – Jerry Rice's son, Brendan Rice, too. So, I mean, damn, right? <laughs> Gary Bryant Jr. looked good last year, but yeah. you know, he's been totally pushed down the depth chart by all these transfers. So, that's a loaded team. And uh, I don't think eight and a half is is enough. I think they're going <laughs> to Jeremy, real quick, what do you, you like McGee. Talk about him. Yeah, I like Tanner McKee. I think he just he has a lot of the traits again. It's going to be one of those guys that slides under the radar for a lot of them. It's going to be like the Davis Mills stuff, you know. I mean, he he's a good quarterback, has the traits, solid Stanford type quarterback, smart kid, can probably make his own in the NFL. It's just he's going to go underrated under the radar just because of playing at Stanford, you know. Um, I like EJ Smith a lot. I think that's going to be interesting. I want to see him up against this against a better USC defense than what we got last week. So I'm curious to see. Um, the last two games have been 45 to 20 and 42 to 28. Uh, <laughs> USC took the first one. Stanford took the second one. So I could definitely see whoever wins covering that spread. So top ten though, top ten running back in college football. No, I'm not saying he's top ten. Or <laughs> is he in, top twenty? In, in in top ten in the twenty three classes, I have him rated ten. So at the moment, so he's probably not top twenty in CFB. Yeah, for the twenty three class, he's top ten. Twenty three, yeah, he's top ten. But I don't. So, at least at the moment, I I, I, I like him change. a lot. He looked good. If he can put back, you know, put consecutive games together like that, uh, it would be uh, really interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect. There's just a lot of really good running backs. Yeah, in football. <laughs> I agree. Top ten. I'm like, woo. That's that's a not in college me, football. But. No. no. But I I agree with Jeremy with the 23 class. He's right right around there, 10, 11, maybe nine, depending on who you like. So I I, I feel you there, Jared. You are you ready for Baylor BYU, my friend? Okay, so he, here's the deal, right? <laughs> you know, I've been on this one all week. Uh, Baylor at BYU. Baylor is a three point or BYU is a three point favorite, correct? So, yep. uh, Baylor scored seven rushing touchdowns last week. Uh, you know, can the Cougars stop that rushing game because they looked really good? 
Uh, can Blake Shapin stay sharp enough to outduel Jaron Hall? I know you're a massive Jaron Hall fan. You've always have been. You <laughs> talked him all up. However, comma, Pukanuka uh, <laughs> was everywhere, yeah. and he's not playing this week. His top two wide receivers are out. So go slam on that bet for Baylor because I just don't see, you know, Jaron Hall finding somebody all of a sudden when the his wide receivers went out today. So that that's that's a big I mean, we've watched quarterbacks come in and have the wide receiver change that week. When you find out those players are gone the day before the ball game, that changes everything. That's a three point I'm taking Baylor plus the points and smashing every bet I can on it. Jaron Hall, RB1 this week. <laughs> you have to do something. Yeah. What, what, what do you guys take on Jaron Hall? You guys like Jaron Hall at all? I don't know. That's how I feel. <laughs> he goes, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I, Matt, saw a good tweet. I saw a good tweet today that said that there was something, because I, I saw that uh, Puka Nuka was out, and it was something along the lines of like he's not going to prove that he's a top twenty-three quarterback this week, or he's not going to lose that he's a, one of the top twenty-three quarterbacks. But he can definitely prove that he should be in that discussion this week. Like if he goes, if Jaron Hall goes out there and balls out with guys that he hasn't really been in t- a ton of chemistry with, then yeah, I think Jaron Hall can make a good case that say, hey, pay attention to me the rest of the year. I might be something here, but. I don't think he's going to lose anything just because obviously you're losing those top guys. So, right. Matt, what are your thoughts? I don't have a whole lot to add. I think uh, he gets a shrug from me for now too. And uh, like Jeremy said, we'll see if he, if he can earn my attention a little bit more. Well, then we'll, we'll just keep this train rolling. Marshall. And I'll just say that I think Zach Wilson just bittered our taste for Jaron Hall because, you know, it's just like a BYU yeah. quarterback. We're like, yeah. oh, God. Not yeah. Yeah. He, he, he killed it. He killed it I'm for my guy. I'm just joking. All right, relax. Zach Wilson might still be something. I'm just giving any time I could throw shade at the Jets, you know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So the next matchup is Marshall at number eight, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame is a 20-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, can, can the Fighting Irish find a running game? I know their top two guys are out for the year, but 76 yards is putrid. Um, can Tyler Buckner continue to be the Irish general? He looked pretty good. I just want to know where Lorenzo Styles was last week. Yeah, one catch and disappeared. Is it going to be a Michael Mayer show in 2022? And on the other side of the ball for Marshall, can tight end Devin Miller, who had four receptions for 39, 39 yards, be a compliment to Lee Keaton and be an added weapon for Henry Colombo and the thundering herd? I know you guys don't have much to say about Marshall, but what do you take on Notre Dame? Hey, I mean, the, the movie's good. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot to – I feel like we can't draw a ton of conclusions about their offense based off of last week going against a, what looks like a really stout Ohio State defense. I mean, I guess time will tell if it's that Ohio State's defense is just that good or if Notre Dame's offense is just that bad, but I think it's it's too early to say at this point. I actually didn't think that Tyler Buckner looked very good in that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I hope that the fighting Irish can find a running game against Marshall. If they can't, then they're in trouble. Um, so I, I think better days are ahead for Buckner, for styles, for mayor, for, for all of them. I mean, that was probably 
the toughest, one of the toughest, if not the toughest matchup that they'll face all year. So, and it's just like that normal week one, like you know, again the NFL we saw, like the Bills manhandled the Rams. Like when your defense gets the whole offseason to plan for specifically one team, <laughs> that's a long time, and usually the defenses tend to have a good upper hand on that. And I. I know, like, even throughout the game, if you when you watch the game, if you did catch the game, um, they were talking about it, too, how a lot of people were saying, oh, Ohio State's not that physical, they're this, that. So Ohio State had a chip like, hey, we're going to show up, we're going to show you who's physical. And I think that the Irish, I think Buckner looked a little, he looked all right, but he looked like a deer in the headlights at times. Like, he was a little still, I mean, it was almost like the moment was a little too big for him right there. So... I think it'll be nice for him to kind of get things back on track against a far superior Marshall team. Um, and I do think it's it's the mayor show. I think that he's their best weapon as far as the passing game goes, and it should be. Um, he's definitely the tight end one in this class, and I, anybody who wants to argue me otherwise is, you know, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> it's just All right. Jared, take it home. I think North, North, okay, well, we'll uh, real quick, uh, North Dame's covers the spread 20 and a half just let's put it out there so i think so too. it'll happen all right i'm going to the game tomorrow oklahoma versus kent state six o'clock kickoff which is good because i have to coach my kids in the morning and then i'm <laughs> driving straight to norman which is about four hours <clears throat> uh they won 45 to 13 last week covered the spread 31 and a half um Brent Venable's defense looked good, and then at uh, during the two-minute drill, they didn't look that great, to be honest with you. Uh, Dylan Gabriel was good, at, great at one time, and other times you just hit the stall button. Um, part of me wants to say, like, trying to hold off on some of the players. I mean, we want to watch the true freshman walk on, get a, you know, 50-yard touchdown on a reverse last week. <clears throat> you know, we pulled – you pulled arguably one of the best wide receivers in – football, you know, threw a bomb to him, and then you stop playing to Mims, which is a little crazy to me. Eric Gray looked good. Uh, his jump cut looks – I mean, obviously DeMarco Murray-ish because he's coaching him. You can see it. You can see it. He did not have that jump cut before. He definitely has it now, which is cool to see. Uh, they're loaded in the backfield. Um, Kent State is – 33 and a half is a little bit more than I want to talk about, to be honest with you. I'm not betting on this game. I'm just going to go enjoy it. Um, Cephas uh, is an absolute beast. You know, we've been talking about him, you know, in our last week. Six or seven, 105 yards, 17 yards per catch. He's the same thing he did last year. Do I think he torches the Sooner secondary? No, because I think that's the only guy you got to worry about. And, uh, I don't think they're going to see mistake-free football out of them. I think you're going to see at least three turnovers from OU's defense. And, and it's just because Venables has that, been that good of a coach defensively. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I think he, he nailed it. Um, it's not like that conference has historically been known for good defense, but I do think Venables is a whole different animal and um, – like he said, Cephas is is good, but I mean, you could triple team him every play if you wanted to because there's nobody else out there that can beat you. So, uh, I mean, I think I have him in a league, and I'm not starting him this week. So, um, nice to see some signs of life from Eric Gray. He had a lot of hype 
coming into last year and didn't live up to it. And so, you know, let's see if, if he can put his name back in the conversation for, for 23 running backs. And I like Dylan Gabriel. He's, uh, I think he's a good quarterback, um, played really, really well at UCF and, and now transfers into a bigger school and gets on a national stage and, um, he looked good. So, yeah, Eric Gray put on some like like twelve pounds of lean muscle. Um, you can see that in his frame. He runs heavier. Uh, I I said that Dylan Gabriel is going to be in the talk for the Davey O'Brien. He's got to do some some work over the next five games to do that. To be honest with you, because I really felt like they held him back after that first two series, and they were like, oh, let's let's not show what we got here. And I really believe that. Um, so we'll see what they have against Kent State a little bit, but I think they're really going to hold back until you, honestly, until they play Texas. Yeah, Jeremy, what are your thoughts on Cephas? You, you think he's an NFL caliber wide receiver? I maybe. Um, it's one of those, you know, it's a, that that little bit smaller school kind of wide receiver that we all fall in love with because he's showing a lot of good things on tape and just never really translates um it's gonna be interesting i'm gonna want to see how he goes the rest of the season i think this is a good test for him you know he can cut he can definitely prove hey there should be a little bit more respect on my name in this game it's one of those kind of like with jaron hall you know he's not going to lose anything because you're going to be like oh okay like jared had said you know it's the only guy they're targeting okay it's a bad game no duh it's oklahoma but if he goes out there and he puts a decent stat line out you could kind of be like all right let's start paying attention to him a little bit more than what we have been so I, I, I get the whole, uh, he's the only guy, but he's been the only guy for two years, and he's been doing it every game. It doesn't true. matter who they play. So uh, I, I hope he does well. I hope you soon as win, Jared, but I hope Cephas, you know, gets that stamp of approval and, and balls out this week. Um, the next game we got, we spoke a little bit off camera, was uh, Appalachian State versus number six, Texas A&M. A&M fresh up for 31-0 win over Sam Houston. They allowed under 200 yards. Appalachian State scored 61 against UNC in a loss. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Appalachian State, I feel, is one of those teams that can drop 60 and they can drop six. So, But Jim will put all of his trust in Haynes King. And Haynes King like he looked like he's the answer quarterback for the Aggies. Can he build off his 400-yard uh, total yard performance, three touchdowns? And is Devin Arcane just speed? Will he ever run inside? Or is he only outside the tackle? Um, David A-Chain is definitely a, a speed running back. You know, I, I don't – nothing against what they played last week in Sam Houston, who who was a good team last year and, you know, they've they played well recently. Uh, Jordan Yates isn't isn't a stud quarterback by any means. Um, he led the team in rushing and passing, so there's that. Uh, he – I'm going to tell you right now, if he can have 70 yards, Noel's going to – and Peoples are going to ball. And that line is not what it should be. I'm – honestly, I don't care that it is at A&M. I don't care that they brought in the number one class. I think App State catches them sleeping a little bit because A&M has a pretty tough schedule moving forward, and they feel like they just got through that one. They've got Miami next week, and after what Miami did last week, they've got to be looking at them, you know. And they could easily look past App State. So, watch out. I mean, that's that's a lot of points to be honest with you. I don't think I don't think twenty points will happen. So, 
That's just me. All right. All right. All right. Um, what do you guys take? Anything? Oh, just is just easy peasy. Texas A&M. I mean, Texas A&M is better than UNC. They should be. <laughs> I think they are. Um, I, I'm interested to see App State's offense uh, against Texas A&M's defense. UNC, I mean, shoot, they ran back that onside kick and then still let App State score with like – 20 seconds on the clock. I mean, they, they literally couldn't stop a nosebleed. I mean, 66 points is just ridiculous. So, um, I mean, it's like these teams were just running sprints up and down the field and nobody was playing any defense at all. So, it's it's just going to be interesting to see App State against uh, a top 10 team in the country ranking right now and uh, see if – their offense looks as impressive as it did last week. Um, is, is this one off the board, or does this have a spread? Uh, I don't think I put the spread up there. I don't know yeah, if it's off the board it. or not. Um, Just curious. Now, we got a it's few more games points. left. What is it, 20? All right. That's I what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I, took the, I, take, I took the points. I take App State in this one. Yeah. I want to see the Texas A&M receivers. The, they've got – you know, a couple of stud freshmen. That, Smith, Smith and Stewart, right? Yeah, well, S- Smith is not a freshman, but yeah, right, Stewart right. and uh, and Marshall are the freshmen that that are both five stars and just uh, Stewart in particular, I think, is one of the top wide receivers in his class and uh, want to see see what he can do. Um, so he's yeah, Smith that I, I had my eye week. on in this game. Smith had a good game last week. He um, did. Yeah, he balled out. Yeah, he balled out. Um, He's a dude for sure. Yeah. This next game, we're just gonna do it real quick. It, it's just I just got one quick question in regards to it. It's Farman versus number five Clemson. It's off the board. Is it still DJ's team, or is it, is it is it Cade? No respect for Farman. <laughs> I mean, have any of you guys ever heard of Farman? No. no. I, when I looked at it, I was like. Hope. Is that a real team? Yeah, wait, wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is this the the gag part of the show? Right. Um. Can you can you hold off, Kate Klubix? I mean, because Klubix looked good. I know he was out there giving him high fives after he scored his first touchdown, but I think he had no choice but to do that and make it look good. I mean, hey, everybody, everybody should. Spencer Rattler did the same thing to to Caleb Williams last year. Yeah. Yeah. DJ. Hey, good job, buddy. Everybody's done against Farman. I mean, I think yeah. you're gonna see. DJ start the game and probably play really well because he's playing against Farman. <laughs> and, then, and then he's going to go sit down when they got a nice 30, 40 point lead. And then Kate is going to look really good too. And the conversation is just going to continue. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't know that you'll see any significant changes this week, but, but Kate looked good when he got yeah. in the game late. And I think, you know, DJ, Definitely is on notice that he needs to he needs to play well because he's got a guy nipping at his heels. So I think he was on notice coming in from spring. <laughs> yeah, sure yeah, are. I think you're right. All right, Jared, hit, hit this next one. I think that's off the board as well. Yeah, so we got uh, Arkansas Arkansas State at Ohio State. Um, Jason went down for Amika uh, Amika Mbuka. You know, came back, played really well, nine receptions, nine yards. Uh, you know that I've been a huge fan 
of them. So Travian Henderson, uh, 15 for 91. Notre Dame's defense played pretty decent, you know, to start off. Uh, let's just put it out there that the starters won't be on the field at, at after halftime. It'll be 52 nothing at halftime. So, and if it and if it isn't, we got an issue. So, that, that's literally all I got to say about this. No, that means more Mayan Williams time. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> Mayan looked pretty good. He really did. Yep. But yeah, well, that's not to say, say that Travion Henderson's not really good. Oh, right, yeah, I'm right, not saying right. anything against oh. Henderson. But no, <laughs> Travion Henderson, in my opinion, first time back football. Out the so. door. <laughs> yeah, no. He, he's, he, he's got anything to worry about. I'm just saying. No. Just, yeah, yeah. It was nice to see. pretty, really well. He gave him a spark. I mean, Mayan was the key guy on their best drive of the game last week yeah. he, he was the spark that led to them winning that football game so props to him but yeah right. i agree there's not a whole lot Didn't, to add here it's gonna no. i haven't heard much on love. smith and the jibba is he nothing must have anything it's major. been quiet it's been real quiet i haven't heard anything either yeah i'd be curious if he even plays in this game i wouldn't i wouldn't play him if he if he if he's even a little bit nicked up i wouldn't play him so let, let, especially with, let, with the, especially with with ibuka and harrison like and Fleming, yeah, this is, you know, yeah, let them ball out. Let them guys have time. All right, this, this next one is another one we're just going to touch on. I got two little things I want to talk about. Uh, Sanford versus number two, Georgia. It's off the board. Um, so much for Georgia uh, going into a rebuild, huh? They look, they're ready to be locked and loaded. Did Stenson Bennett's performance put him in the Heisman talk with 368 and three touchdowns? And I'm a McIntosh guy. I know a lot of guys are Milton, but are Milton and McIntosh the new cook and white? Yeah. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. Real quick, I think Stetson Bennett had his best game of his entire career so far <laughs> in that game. And I'm a, I think we can all agree on that. Um, I think McIntosh and, you know, and Milton both looked really good. And, I mean, I, I'll be honest, with you, I really thought Oregon was going to keep it closer. And it was, they look, Georgia looks as advertised. I mean, there, there's two dogs in that. Alabama and Texas are a step ahead of everybody right now. So, I just Oregon, you know, Ugh, why do they do this? Why were I, they number eleven? I have no idea. <laughs> Does anybody I, know? Because of last year again, you know, another and landing. one that yeah, yeah, you know, another one that just kind of is feeding off of what they had last year. Piggybacking, like. I love Oregon. I do. Big Oregon fan, but yep. that was just nice Terrible. jersey. That was a the best jerseys. Bo Nix. I, I was hoping for say... freshman Bo, and oh, we got God, no. As soon as they got Bo Nix, I was like, God, why do you guys do this to me? I can't even watch your football anymore. Like, he just, <laughs> I don't get it. Like, why? What was the point? I really don't. I, who's the kid hey. that's behind him? Isn't it? Uh, what's his name? Someone help me, please. I'm not sure. Shoot. He's, he's I, a fairly high recruit. I know uh, Ty. It's Ty. Ty. Is it Ty Thompson? No. Maybe. Uh, I, I think you might. Yeah, I think it's Ty Thompson, but I don't So that pass that he threw down the yeah, sideline to seven, the yeah, seven McGee, Thompson. that got picked, like, incredibly by uh, the okay, safety yeah, there. Good, yeah, that was a real good play by the, the That was it for Knicks. That, that, that wiped his whole confidence out. Dude. He hit seven right yeah. there. They scored. Just... I know. I yeah, but you know, sometimes you go to a new place. He balled out as a freshman. He balled out as a freshman and then <laughs> fell apart the next year. 
All right, so real quick on your two questions. Stetson Bennett, I think Georgia has such a reputation for, like, low-volume passing and, you know, grind it out. And Betson is, Stetson Bennett has this <laughs> reputation as kind of a game manager. I think he's going to need to string together multiple games like this one before anybody's going to take him seriously as a Heisman candidate. Um, Ultimately, but, that's where I was trying to go. Thanks for saying yeah. that. Because that's what yeah. I was trying to get at by Oregon, just being Oregon. And, like, just, <laughs> I didn't want to take it away from Bennett, but, like, that was just bad defense. I They just continue. I and then as far as Milton McIntosh being the new white cook, I think, yes. I mean, Georgia always has that, right? Like, even when they had DeAndre Swift and Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle and all these guys that are, like, studs in the NFL now, I mean, not – saying that Sony Michelle, you know, you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, like they've, had, they've had multiple NFL running backs in there and they've always used a committee. Even, even those stud guys like Chubb were not bell cow running backs at Georgia. So uh, yeah, I think it is the new, the new white cook. So um, we'll see if these guys end up in NFL guys too. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. Crazy. I hope McIntosh keeps it rolling. I know he had some kind of like, attitude or off-field issues last year or going into this year, but he looked good. He, he caught, I think he had like eight, eight receptions or something. He had a lot of receptions yeah. last last week. He was he was their lead receiving back, so it'd be RBU. nice to you. Yep. RBU. I love it. Jared, get the popcorn going. Let's go into this last one. Let's go. Alabama, Texas, at Texas, but really at Jerry World. Um, Big game here, right? Alabama looks as advertised. Texas looked better than they did last year with Quinn Ewers. Uh, he didn't look phenomenal by him. He's 16 for 24 or two touchdowns and an interception. Uh, card comes in, goes four for five. I, I'm, You know me. We've been a card guy. Uh, Bijan barely carried the ball, 10 yards, seven point yards to carry. Uh, it, you know, had a touchdown. Johnson comes in, six, eight-point yards carry. Brooks comes in. He has five yards of carry. Um, <laughs> it, they just kept running the ball and, you know, just did whatever they wanted to last week. You know, Sanders looks good, though. Uh, six receptions, 85 yards, 14 yards per catch. Casey Kane had a bomb, 43, one catch, 43 yards and a touchdown. They they yanked him right after that. Bijan Robinson had three catches for 40 yards. They're if they're not trying to get him to win the Heisman, you know, they're, they're going to ride him until the wheels falls off this week. So the crazy thing is, is Texas is a 20 point dog. You know, they're a 20.5 underdog to Alabama and this week. And they win. And I just don't know if that can be a thing to me. I don't they know win. if we can see. Do we, do you really think Alabama pulls now? Here's the thing is my man Nino has called this weeks ago. Nino calls the upset. Yep. I got Texas, man. I'm going with Texas. So I've got Texas plus the points because I, I got don't Texas think, winning. <laughs> I know. And you, you called it a month and a half ago. Yes, so, <laughs> And if they beat Alabama, boy, I'm going to tell you, we're going to hear so much chirping. I don't even want to – I want to talk to – I got so many Texas <laughs> friends. It's ridiculous. I can't imagine, you know, this conversation. I got this guy in a fantasy football chat. I can't get him to shut up before the game, let alone, you know, <laughs> couldn't imagine. I have to mute him. I don't have to block him. Uh, Say his name. It's going to be interesting because Alabama <laughs> looks as advertised too. You know, I mean, they, they played really well last week, as expected. They didn't play anybody. 
Um, neither team did really. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be. Um, get your popcorn ready. Like you said, I can't. I can't wait for that game. This is his game. All right. This is the hype. All that the transfer going from Ohio State. This is the game that Ewers has been waiting for his whole collegiate career. This is the one. He balls out, and they get the upset. He put his name in the category. I'm here. Okay. All the hype about me, it's legit. If he falls flat on his face. Go get Arch and put him in the lineup next week. Because there's no point yep. in he playing you because he's not it. He can't win the big game. All right? So if he can't do it and he looks like shit, pardon my, my, my language, bench him, ride card, put Arch in as soon as possible, on to the next chapter. Yeah, I mean, I'll just say real quick, as a, as a Debbie guy, like, I mean, this game is gold, right? I mean... <laughs> You got Bryce Young, you got Gibbs, you got Ewers, you got Bijan, you got Worthy. Like, it's just so some of the biggest names in Debbie are playing in this game, and it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, a lot of these guys on Texas, this is by far the stiffest defense that they'll have ever played against. And so, I mean, literally every time I ever watch Bijan, like my jaw is dropping because I'm like, this guy is a freak. And so I'm going to be really curious to see how he looks against that Alabama defense. And um, I'm just – I'm excited for this game. I can't I wait. I want to see what Texas does against Bryce Young. I mean, that dude's – he had five carries for 100 yards rushing. And he threw for – The whole thing last year he didn't like, run. Yeah, I was saying last year he did not do that. He did yeah, not do for that. Yards. Watch out, bro. Watch yeah, out. For real. So – and then – the Alabama receiving room is an interesting thing to keep an eye on too, because you know whoever emerges there probably just history tells us they're going to end up being in the NFL, right? And Alabama wide receiver one, it's just it, it's a thing. So um, Jermaine Burton transfers in from Georgia. You got Harold coming in from Louisville, and he's like a four-two, reportedly maybe even sub-four-two, like ridiculous track guy. Um, and then Holden actually got the starting job over Harrell and played really well last week. Jacoby I love Jace. Like, there's a lot of wide receivers in that room, and it's going to be interesting to see how they utilize all those guys and, and who emerges and who ends up being the guy that ultimately at the end of the year that we're talking about as as a possible NFL first-round pick. Well, Will Anderson let me down last week, though. No sacks, by the way. Yeah, I know. I'm a – I'm just listen. I want there's two matchups that I want to see. And Jeremy, you can talk on them after I mention them. Is Bijan against Anderson and Henry Tutu? That's huge, man. Those are big boys. They're studs. They're going to the NFL. I want to see Bijan against those guys. And I can't wait to see uh, Worthy against my guy Kool Aid. I love Kool Aid. This is the name alone, but he's a dog. He's going to the NFL, and this is a great matchup for him. Uh, Jeremy, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not overly excited to see Bijan, and this is why. I feel like Bijan's already set, like, he cemented himself as the RB1 in this class. He's proven that he's an NFL running back, and he's mm-hmm. proven that he's arguably into that almost Saquon Barkley generationally kind of conversation. I feel like he's already proven that. So what does he have to gain here? Yeah, okay, he goes out, he looks good against Alabama. Okay, yeah, we already expect that. <laughs> I think the running back is going to be Jameer Gibbs. I think Jamar Gibbs can put his name on the map, and I think – I know it's Texas. I know they're not, like, 
uberly ranked. I know their defense isn't the best, but I think if Jamar Gibbs on national television comes out, because nobody, not many people know about him. You know, he's playing in Georgia Tech. I mean, hardly ever did you see a Georgia Tech game nationally televised. So this can be mm-hmm. a, a big statement game for him. Um, and I'm really excited to see that more so than I am Bijan. Like, obviously, yeah. Bijan's always, like Matt had said, you know, your, your jaw hits the ground. You know, even last week in what was a pretty lopsided game, like, I mean, he makes a play that just, like, goes yeah. viral because he's just <laughs> breaking people's ankles. Like, we know who he is. But Jamar Gibbs can be that guy, and he's a little bit more of a dual threat than Robinson. So yeah. I want I want to see that, and I want, to, mm-hmm. I want to see it on national TV. I'm excited for it. And, as far and I as, want to see how involved he's going to be because yeah. he only had like 10 touches last week, right? I mean, yeah, he well, wasn't used were, as much as, as we hoped they would be. They like so. hammered him, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, it was a big blowout. So, yeah, but I'm curious. I want to see I want to see Gibbs get a bigger workload and, and see what he can do for and sure. And I want to see it against that stiffer competition. I, Texas mm-hmm. is definitely better than – I forgot even who they played. Utah, Utah State. State. It was Utah yeah. State. Hey, they, were, they were 11 wins last year. You know, okay – I thought I mean, they they're were, no I thought it was somebody worse, okay, because of the score. Yeah, that's the thing is they, they, they covered the 31 like it was nothing. What, what, what I yeah. saw the score at first, and I saw it was like Utah something, and I was looked at it, and I'm like, wait, is that actually Utah State? And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, geez, Alabama's laying it on them. But, yeah, it's an exciting game. I agree with you guys. I think it's going to be – it's obviously deserves where it is in its primetime schedule. So should be a good one. So and you mentioned Burton. players. But he didn't look like he was like wide receiver one for Alabama last week. He, he I don't even think he got the most targets. He was kind of just like there. Yeah, that's how he always has been. He was even that way in Georgia. Yeah, right. I mean, he kind of got a pass at Georgia because they're such a low volume passing offense, you know. And Pickens was there and everything else. So there was a lot of hype about him coming to Alabama and now being in an offense that's actually going to air it out. And what kind of year was he going to be able to put up? He definitely was their presumed wide receiver one, but I, nobody really knows how that's all going to play out until I think it plays he, I out. Think because you, I mean, you got all these transfers and you got the incumbents like Jacory Brooks, and it's just it's a little bit of a it's been a guessing game as far as what is Alabama's wide receiver room going to look like. And then even last week, Tyler Harrell was was out; he was hurt. So like when he comes back in. How is that going to shake out? So I'm really curious to just see how this all plays out throughout the season with with that wide receiver room. It's something I've got my eye on for Debbie. Yeah, I still think Burton really kind of emerges as time goes on. I think, again, it was one of those situations, you know, first game in a new system. Yeah. I, mean, I know they had all offseason to practice and et cetera and whatever, but, I mean, he still scored two touchdowns. So. And, I mean, what I'm was the saying. offense? The starting offense was in there for, like, a quarter and a half or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I'm not going to read too much into it. I, I still like Burton a good bit, but but that's it's, I wanted that's to see. Good, that's the exciting part about this game, you know. Like you know, if you said if Texas is in this game and it's close, you know, like mm-hmm. you're going to get the best of both of these teams. You're going to see these guys at a, one of those high pressure type situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I see the upset. Sorry, you know, I just ah. <laughs> I still am not totally in on Texas being as good. I know they're like getting better, but like. Hey, they ain't been back. I mean, no, they, they, they haven't. They're back, but I mean, I, it, it, it would exciting. be the biggest upset, you know, that we, yeah. you know, I mean, they're twenty point, they're twenty one point dog basically. Yeah, who doesn't so, love Texas? So, like, I, I always like Texas, you know, football. I don't. I, I mean, there's yeah, football, I know. You know, you're in I Oklahoma, just, so that, that makes sense. But this, the wide receivers scare me a little bit with with Alabama. 
And if you know if they stack the box, it could somehow control Gibbs. I, and and I'll Young, say that if they can stack the box, I mean Gibbs isn't necessarily this power runner. So I right. mean, you could. I don't remember who was behind him because the kid who was behind him actually had a pretty. Jason, good game. you got Jason McClellan as the other guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he's number yeah. two. I think there's actually so, a third guy that was a high recruit is too. Is there McClain or McClellan? McClellan, Jace McClellan is what I just said. Yeah. Oh, Jace, okay. Jace. Sorry. Yeah. You're, you're giving them first name. I don't know their first name. I ain't not first name Jason <laughs> them yet. All right. Jared, Jared just eats, sleeps, and breathes this stuff. I, I love this stuff. It's like my favorite thing on the planet. So, well, I mean, so that's my that's why I'm going with the upset. I just this is supposed to be. This is what we got. This is what you was was right. This is he's supposed to be the dude. Like this is he's supposed to be that guy that puts a team on his back and can lead them to back to the promised land. Right. He went to Ohio State because he was supposed to be the guy. So. Let's be the guy. You know, you upset Alabama, you're the guy. <laughs> I think that's a yeah. little bit of an over-exaggeration, though, of, like, saying, like, let's bench him and move on. I mean, maybe, but he didn't really play a lot at Ohio State, so, like, this is going to be a big stage for him that he hasn't been in before. I know he wants it, but, like. I I, I get that, but, like, he couldn't beat out the guys in front of him with all the hype, all the stars, hey, all the. Bur- hey, Burrow couldn't either. You know? And the quarterback There's a lot of people who can't beat Alabama. Burrow, Burrow couldn't beat up the starting quarterback at Ohio State. Where's that? Where's those quarterbacks at? That's true. Uh, well, they ain't playing nowhere, and Burrow, Burrow's about to get a bag next year. So, yeah, I wouldn't trust Ohio. Well, this is bad because I love CJ Stroud, but like Ohio State's track record for quarterbacks isn't all that great. Seems like Listen. the ones that they the ones that they let go turn out to be the better ones, which is kind yeah. of crazy. Jameson <laughs> Williams too. I mean, as a wide receiver, like he couldn't beat out any of those guys, and then he lit it up last year. So, I I, I think with Stroud, um, I know you talked about you know Ohio State quarterbacks. Stroud makes those passes. I watched Stroud in the, in the championship game make a pass over two linebackers through like a keyhole. Dude. Hey, Troy Smith hands. did too, buddy. Not like that, dude. No way. Dude, Troy Smith was a Heisman Trophy winner. Troy Smith. What was he, 5'7"? That put him on my Bryce back. He was like 5'11". He's too still small. I don't he was a dog, bro. Hey, love or hate it, that was a great college quarterback. College. College. Not NFL. Okay. I'm saying we're saying the same thing about Stroud right now. No, I think Stroud is an NFL quarterback. I just think he makes the throws. He goes to progressions. His cadence at the line is good. Like He's he's a good quarterback. He's just got next-level anticipation, too. Some of the yeah. things you see him make that he throws it into a window that you're like, wait a minute, that was even going to be there? So, yeah, that's the pass got, I was talking about in the championship game. It was literally over over the yeah. over the left hash over two linebackers' hands, and it was like literally in a keyhole. I was like, dude, you're young. We'll see. You're, holy cow. <laughs> All right. It's been a long show. We covered everything. <laughs> I appreciate you, gentlemen. Real quick. Yeah. Matt, you know we got a bunch of college football DJs when we're talking for an hour and 45 minutes, and we're still going strong, man. Yeah. We didn't even cover Michigan. You and love to see it. We skipped the number 14. Hey, I'm taking Hawaii plus the points, 52. <laughs> <laughs> Once he said that, I figured we all – it's my guy JJ's week, right? So hopefully he solidifies my right. QB1. I'm he so sick of this game out. back to Donovan Edwards looked good last week. All right, yeah, guys, I was just kidding. God. <laughs> but Blake looked good, good too. I'm not a Blake Horn guy, but he looked good. Blake hey, Horn we can't good. help ourselves, man. <laughs> can't yeah. help ourselves. Real quick, tell the people at, at home where they can find you, um, all your content, and, and what you got going on. Yeah, thanks, man. So um, I have a YouTube channel. It's called the Devi's a Dynasty Film Room. 
So look it up on YouTube. If you, if the Twitter, um, my Twitter at handle, whatever you want to call that thing is sitting right down beneath me here. And, uh, the, the YouTube channel is linked in my bio on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, we break down. Well, I, I have one partner. His name is Matt Jackson, Debbie, Matt at Debbie, Matt on Twitter. And so we, we both put up, uh, videos on the channel, breaking down film on college and professional players, uh, buy low, sell high, rookie breakdowns, heading into your rookie draft, all kinds of stuff. So we love getting into the tape and looking for traits that translate to fantasy success. So check us out. Awesome. Awesome. Give, uh, give Matt a follow and uh, go check him out on YouTube. And my man at the bottom, Jeremy, I, I share his content all the time. I'm a big fan of him. Um, let the people know where they can find uh, you and what you got going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll say check out Matt's channel as well because I definitely do on the occasion as well. So definitely Thanks, give him a follow. Um, but, yeah, you can find any of my stuff on uh, FTN Fantasy. Uh, that's the website. Uh, my handle is at PopesFFH, obviously linked in the Twitter bio if you do go there. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to have some weekly stuff over at FTN. My ranks are over there. Um yeah, just kind of pushing some stuff out there, you know, try and make random content that people like. So, I like it. I, I love I love both the content that you guys put out on. I I recommend it to everybody that follows Totes Tettles or follows me or Jared. You're looking for some new stuff. You're looking for some different perspective. Also, on things. actually, real quick, Nino, we're not friends at the moment because I forgot we're <laughs> playing each other in the title thing. And I have Josh <laughs> Allen, and it's just not going well right now. Yeah, okay, I loved it. I needed a su- support animal at the moment. Cause... I think I got 76 points to start the week off on yeah. you. So. <laughs> but, I don't uh, remember if yeah, I had someone I, to play either. I think I did. I did have yeah, I think I had three points or something. Yeah. No, I oh, no, Gabe Davis? I think. I, I, I just know. know you got the low total. I know you're it's beating very me low. a lot right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like I said, follow these two gentlemen. I respect the heck out of them. I love what they do. Um, and they, they, you want to get a different angle on things. These two gentlemen are uh, guys to follow. Jared, you know the deal. Um, Take us away, my man. Matt, Jeremy, thanks for joining us. Until next week, let's go, let's go, let's go. Thanks for having us.